Recorded live in an abandoned circuit city in Des Moines, this is... Welcome to Roll Reroll, an actual play podcast recorded remotely. Our goal with this podcast is to experiment with a variety of RPG systems in short stories that we're calling revolvers. A little bit longer than one-shots, but a lot shorter than full campaigns. The very first story we're going to be doing is called The Rook Agency, and the RPG system we're using is Monster of the Week, based on the Powered by the Apocalypse system. I gotta say it, the names and places in our story may be inspired by real places and real names, but the histories we make up for these characters and locations are fictional. Alright, with that caveat out of the way, let's get ready to roll. Drifting off to sleep when you hear it. A voice on the wind. A creak on the stairs. A bump in the night. Something's coming. So pull up your sheets. Say a prayer. And place a call to the Rook Agency. Doris Crotchet is driving back to Los Angeles after visiting her daughter and son-in-law in Portland, Oregon. It's getting dark and she knows she needs to stop for the night. Doris decides on Ferndale, population 1300, on the north coast of California. The small town sits between the sea and California's redwood forests. It's a chilly night. Thick, white fog fills the streets, swirling in Doris's headlights making shapes, taking forms. Doris stops at the Victorian Inn Hotel, a massive structure in its namesake style, imposing in the mist. She books a room, takes the stairs to the second floor, and closes the door behind her. It's nine o'clock. At midnight, Doris is woken by the sound of knocking on her door. Doris stares dumbly at the white painted door. The knock repeats itself. She slips quietly out of bed and to the peephole, looking out into the hall. It's empty. Doris turns back to bed annoyed. Must be pranksters, she thinks to herself. Or someone took the wrong turn and found the wrong room. Now, as she reaches the foot of her bed, a little relieved, the door rattles as someone bangs furiously against it. Doris hurries to the peep again. This time, she sees nothing. I mean, nothing. Dark. Someone is covering the people. 
It's only now Doris realizes she never put the chain on the door. She takes the cheap brass chain in her hand and tries hurriedly to slide it into place. Her hands shake as the chain slips out of her fingers again and again. That's when she sees it. Gently. Slowly up and down. The handle starts to turn. The next day, a housekeeper finds Doris Crotchet dead in her room hours after she was scheduled to check out. Hey, Google, turn lights on to 100%. (laughs) (laughs) When you rattled on the desk, I jumped. (laughs) Nice. I scared myself a little bit. (laughs) I... I, I was jealous. practicing. I was practicing that, and I was like, "Oh, oh it's crap! I scared the crap out of myself." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nervous. All right, the thick that white was... fog was filling the street. Yeah, that thick white fog. Was the <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. Uh, it is a couple of days after Doris Crockett's body was discovered uh, in her room at the Victorian Inn Hotel. And we see a young woman with uh, her long, dark hair in a loose braid uh, stop in a strip mall. She gets out of her car and walks to the middle of the three businesses, a old and old dry cleaners. Uh, we see that just at her temple, she has an unnatural streak of stark silver hair. And she looks up and down the street before opening the door and a small bell tinkles as she walks in. As the door shuts behind her, we see painted on the door's glass in faded lettering, Rook's Dry Cleaners. And below it is a peeling outline of a chess piece. Uh, Inside, the lights are dim, and we hear the buzzing of fluorescent filling the room. And to punctuate how dingy it is inside, as soon as she walks in, one of the fluorescent lights flickers and then goes out. The woman walks behind the counter of the dry cleaners, flips a switch, and the rotating belt of shirts and coats and slacks starts to move, and it stops at hanger number 113. Hanging from the rack is a dusty, moth-eaten blazer, clearly repaired and repaired again, and the woman puts her hand into the pocket, fiddles around, and then pulls out a brass key. She takes the key, and she walks to the back of the dry cleaner to a small office. She slips the key into a filing cabinet and then opens the top drawer, but instead the whole front of the filing cabinet comes away. It is a hidden door. She takes the steps two at a time, and she finds herself in front of a door, all black, And painted on the door is that same chess piece that was on the front door of the dry cleaners, except sitting on top of the chess piece is the outline of a large bird. She knocks again, and a peephole opens up in the door. The peephole closes, and the door swings open, and standing there is an old man. About a head shorter than the woman. Uh, he is balding on top. Uh, he's got gray hair in a friar uh, haircut around his uh, his head. 
And he says, seeing the woman, Ah, Roan, welcome. Welcome. The others are already here. Come in, come in. Saul, your character Roan walks in. Can you, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Roan? Yeah, uh, I'd love to. So Roan is, <laughs> well, where to begin? No, uh, Roan is a, a, a twin. Uh, her twin brother is named Amity. She is the third youngest uh, of, of the, the four. So yeah, I am playing the crooked. Uh, been away from the family for a few years, but I'm back. Uh, trying to get back out of town, uh, but finding that uh, to be a little, tr- little trickier than expected. Roan, you walk into this room, and and it's very familiar to you, and it's very familiar to your siblings. This is the Rookery. It is the headquarters of the Rook Agency. Uh, you and your siblings are Rooks, descendants of the famous Ezekiel Rook, a former monster hunter who left preaching to tackle evil more practically. Uh, and the room you're in is could not be, I guess, more of an opposite from the upstairs. It is shiny. It is chrome. You've got a gurney in one corner with medical supplies. You've got a small office in the other corner that, you know, Gramps works out of. You've got a corner filled with bookcases and nice leather chairs where people do their research. And then in the other corner, you've got a little kitchenette, which is uh, the break room. There's a little table there uh, to eat at. There's a small fridge. There's a microwave. And sitting around the table are your siblings. And they're there, clearly having waited for you. Let's start with uh, the oldest, Enfield. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah, so um, my name is Wyle. I'm going to be playing Enfield. Um, He is the oldest Rook uh, sibling and is actually going to be taking over the business once uh, dear old Gramps has gone to the big ghost <laughs> big ghost in the sky. The big ghost, ghost in the, in the sky. sky. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was gonna do big, big whatever in the sky, and then after he's become a ghost himself, and then it just became big ghost. No, in the it's sky. officially this family now officially refers to passing on as the big ghost in the sky. The big ghost in the sky. Yeah, yeah it's canon. Einfield <laughs> um, is a very much a straight shooter. Um, he takes everything in life he thinks about everything in life logically there's an answer to everything um and he is a single bachelor but that doesn't really matter and i'm sorry if i missed it what playbook are you playing was that a call out to all the ladies out there i mean i don't think enfield has time for that he's got some ghosts to hunt. <laughs> uh enfield is the gumshoe so um, the gum. He's using the gumshoe playbook and is a private detective. So the next oldest sibling sitting at the table uh, is Salem Rooks. Andy, can you tell us about Salem? Salem be me. I, Andy. Salem's <laughs> a hex. And Salem, just to be quite frank, is a star. Uh, Salem hosted a very successful TV show called Ghost Patrol. On uh, a basic ch- cable channel, um, let's say Discovery Travel, and it was the number one show 
on uh, the time slot at 11 p.m. for fi- all five years of her show. But um, she felt like she did everything that she needed to do. Plus, the network didn't really want to renew it. But, you know, we're not going to say that. Like, she wanted to leave out on top. Um, so she returned to the Rook Agency. Was it the 11 p.m. slot a Friday night? 11 p.m. slot? Um, it, it floated. It floated. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> it was a summer show, you know, a, a very coveted time slot. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know those prime time summer yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, she she is, even though it, it wasn't, you know, in the ideal time slot, she is famous enough to be recognized in the streets and have some sort of a following, um, a passionate following for her show. So, Roan, you see Enfield, you see Salem, and you also see your twin, Amity. David, tell us about Amity. Um, I am playing, I'm David. I'm playing Amity. Uh, that's the mundane playbook. So Amity and Roan are fraternal twins. Um, he um, has like a white streak through his hair, kind of long hair. Um, he's wearing a kind of faded white button-up shirt, as he kind of has very often in his life in black jeans. Um, he's a little disheveled. Um, kind of some, some scruff going, um, Amity's a little laid back a bit. Um, he kind of is a jack of all trades, hasn't really found his thing. He's fixing up an old car. Um, and yeah. So Amity's the mundane, Enfield is uh, the gumshoe. Rones the Crooked, and I'm sorry, Salem, could you say your playbook if I missed it? I'm Hexy, baby. I love it. So, Roan, you walk into the room, you see your siblings, and Graham says, I'll be right back. I gotta go grab some things from my office. And he walks back to that little office in the corner, leaving you alone with your siblings. Alright. I know I'm late, but the van was giving me a lot of problems, and then I hold up uh, in my hand and I brought coffee so I think I can be forgiven and I walk over and I put it on the table did you get the latte I like uh, I got five black coffees with plenty of sugar and cream princess I grab my coffee and start sipping thanks that was nice of you, Rome. I, uh, I I pull out from my back pocket uh, Enfield's wallet, and I say, yeah, thank you, and I toss it to him. Uh. <laughs> Amity, as you're sipping your coffee, you hear a voice uh, in the back of your head, one that you've grown accustomed to these last two months, although you know for a fact that nobody else in the room can hear it. Um... <sighs> And she didn't get me one. Who? What? Who? Sorry. Who did you just say heard this? <laughs> Amity? Amity? Amity. Me. Interesting. Interesting. Just going to go ahead and write that down. I um kind of 
mumble some, can she hear me if I don't speak? Uh, you tell me. Uh, I mumble to myself. What? I think no. I, I think she, it, whatever this is, can't hear you unless you speak. Okay. Um, I'm like taking a sip and I just kind of mumble. Drink coffee? Uh, I've always drank coffee, little bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I sip a bit more. Also, you can't function without the stuff. Who's that aimed at? Just in general. Oh, like oh. both of us. Oh. I, mean, I, th- I thought us. that. <laughs> I feel to try to be included, okay? <laughs> I think I think, it, I think that's right. <laughs> he's, he's a little older. He's trying to, he's trying to fit in. <laughs> Coffee? That's you, something you... I can relate to them. <laughs> you know, the craft services on my show... We had the finest latte maker, and I roll my you eyes. know, and you know this this where'd you get it from? The donut shop. Yeah, donut shop copy. Come on, better than that. Man, you guys need Wait. more refined taste buds. Did you not grab the donuts? Oh, I ate those on the way. Did y'all want some of that? I'm on a cleanse. You know this. Amity, you hear the voice again. I have to hear about that cleanse one more time, I swear. (laughs) And at that moment, Gramps walks back into the room from the office, and he is holding a manila envelope. It doesn't look particularly thick, uh, but he puts it on the table. All right, we got a case. Oh, man, it makes me proud to see all four of you on a case together. Love you, Pop, or Gramps. I love you too, Salem. Uh, This is an interesting one, I think. There's been a death at the, uh, you know, the old Victorian Inn in town. Uh, But here's a twist. It's the third one in three weeks. So I think someone's starting to think things are a little suspicious. And we got an anonymous tip asking us to come and investigate from one of the employees. So I'm sending the four of you tonight. If it's anonymous. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which of the employees, but you're going in. Um, and I've got two rooms. So uh, you guys are bunking up. But your reservation's for tonight. So I would spend uh, as much time as possible, I don't know, preparing. But uh, <laughs> you got to be there today. All right, charge up my phone and get some bullets. Ron, <laughs> is there a fifth coffee or was it just uh, the fourth? Oh, I brought five. I, okay. Oh, I would never leave out Gramps. He never. sees it and he says, oh, I'm guessing that's for me. Always Gramps. And I actually grab it for him and, and give it to him. He takes it and he gives you a little fist bump. Uh, three sugars and uh, two. What's the other? creams? Creams, you right? Know how, you know how I like it. And he uh, he he takes it. It's still hot. He chugs probably a third of it straight from the cup. Uh, and then <sighs> I turn. Bad. I turn so only he can see me, and I kind of like open up my jacket a little bit, and I take out a, a donut bag. 
And I slide it over to him and I wink. <laughs> nice. He takes it. He's wearing, by the way, a bathrobe. It is a bright, <laughs> a bright red bathrobe. Uh, and he's got fuzzy slippers on. Uh, he's got thick glasses. This is a guy who was super badass and, and is now living life. So he he winks at you and he takes uh, the donut bag and he puts it inside his robe, which doesn't make a ton of sense because he's not wearing a shirt. But that's where he puts it. <laughs> uh, he it kind of has a donut. Hugh Hefner vibe going. Yeah, he does a little bit less creepy. But. <laughs> There's no grottos at the Rook Agency. No, just for ghosts. It's the ghost guard grotto. Well, uh, yeah, Enfield. Let's hear it. I start opening up the manila envelope to see what's inside. Um, as I'm doing this, I ask Gramps, this isn't going to be like that cat you sent me after last week, is it? Hey, listen. For all of the you know info I'd heard, that cat was deadly. <laughs> it's not my fault that the tip was wrong. <laughs> uh, and you can't you can't blame your wheels on that one. And I like mimic or like mime like driving kind of like badass like aggressively. Uh, inside the manila envelope, there is a newspaper clipping, and there is a blurry Polaroid picture. And the newspaper clipping is pretty brief. It just says, uh, another death at the Victorian Inn is the headline, and the, the subheading is, third death spurs rumors of killers or ghosts. And then there's a very brief article, a couple paragraphs long, about how there uh, was a death, a woman named Doris Crotchet, uh, widowed, driving from Portland to Los Angeles, who passed away at the Victorian Inn Hotel just a few days ago. And the Polaroid picture is, I think, the more interesting of the two, although I'll let you decide. It's not very clear. It's poorly developed. There is a dimly lit room, and a very skinny humanoid shape in the picture that you can see the silhouette of, although not much more. I uh, I snatch that Polaroid real quick. I look at it real quick, and I'm like, why can't ghosts ever just use a digital camera? And I kind of like flick it back onto the table like near the rest of the things, like not really paying attention to anything else. You know, I've been asking Matt for... <laughs> Well, I've been asking that for a long time. <laughs> the ghosts aren't the one that took the picture. I take a look at the the poor. <laughs> I rub my head like. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dad. Amity, you hear a, a voice say, "Maybe we're just not that photogenic." Oh Jesus! Can I walk to like the corner of the room, yeah, sipping my coffee? I want to like sip my coffee, go to the corner room, just like more away from them. And I want to whisper. Do you like, do you guys like talk to each other? Do you like, do you know anything about this? Is that like something you, you do? I guess I haven't really asked you a lot of questions. Come on, Em. We don't all know each other. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that one ready to go (laughs) (laughs) it writes itself it writes itself (laughs) 
It's the beauty of improv, baby. Does that photo look like a ghost? Could be. Could just be a bad picture. Yeah. A lot of help. Um, who, who took that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was mailed to uh, our address with the tip. Oh, that photo's not in the paper. That's separate from That's the paper. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I guess if our reservations are for tonight, we should start getting ready. Um, <laughs> is anyone else going to be staying at the hotel? Like civilians? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe guests are scared off, but, uh, you know, maybe not. Uh, you'll have to see. I wish there's guests there. More fans to greet, baby. You'd think they would shut it down after two, right? Like two, like, hey, let's stop things here. That's a problem. It's, it's, I think the official causes of death for all of them were natural causes. Heart failure. Um, you know. People die on cruise ships. Passing in their sleep. So there's, that's the official record anyway, according to the article. So you'll have to go see. It's, you know, this is where we get involved. So just to be clear here, and I, I like sit up, we have an anonymous tip that these deaths are somehow related to ghosts or the occult, but they actually just, as far as we know, died of natural causes and have nothing else to go on except this picture. That's exactly right. Kids, we haven't been getting a lot of calls lately. And I know this isn't exactly the best evidence of something uh, strange going on, but we got to keep the lights on. You know, on Ghost Patrol, we've we've had less evidence and we've we found stuff out. Or you just fabricated it, didn't you, Hollywood? Whoa, 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 whoa. That money paid for a nice birthday gift a couple of times. So you better watch your tone. <sighs> I, I roll my eyes again at Salem. I mean, if you want that nice internship at wherever you want, you know, I can help you out. Uh, again, just like not, not even interested in, in what Salem has to say. I don't see anything wrong with working here at the agency. I ignore it. I'm, I'm looking at my phone at this point. <laughs> I'm like, I'm scrolling. You, and, and if you can look at my, at my actual phone, you'll see it's actually not even on. I'm just pretend scrolling to ignore everyone. Gramps is reading the room a little bit. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go to my office. I'll lock the door. Um, you know, do hey, your reading. Hey, hey Gramps. Books. You got questions? Come find me. But I've told you basically all I know. Hey, hey, Gramps. What's up, Salem? Can Can I get a selfie with you? I need a I need a post on the, the 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 Snapchat. Okay. Just all right. Post is private, right? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, it's public. I mean, you're you're cute, man. No, well, my followers love to see you. I can't have the ex-wife finding me. No, don't worry. She thinks I passed away. 
We'll put it. We'll put a filter on your face. You look like a cute little dog. Why don't you let him get dressed first? <laughs> I am dressed. This is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he walks back to his office, and you can you can all hear the click of the door. I, I look oh, at I didn't get that post. It's like it's like you haven't even been here. That's that's the most dressed up I've seen him in weeks. Yeah, we're not um, all prim and proper like you. I say with disdain. I uh, adjust my bow tie. <laughs> really? That's rich. Coming from you. From Salem? Yeah. If if we're going to do this, can we at least... I don't know. I don't need to spend all my time with each and every one of you right now if we're going to be spending the night together. So, and I kind of like turn around to to kind of start walking out and start walking back up to the like the dry cleaning area. I'll say before you, uh, I'll leave the the rookery. If there are any hunter moves that you all have that are pre mystery moves, now is the chance to you know in the library in the you know there's mm. a computer in the library uh, as well to do you know whatever searches you want of previous cases. This is kind of the chance to do that narratively. I don't know if any of you have pre uh, mystery hunter moves. I, I have a once per per thing that it's kind of clairvoyant. But so. that's not necessarily pre mystery, right? You can do that anytime during the mystery. Yeah, but I, I kind of want to shoot that shot right now. Okay, so tell us what it is. Um. Well, I want to say a comment to um, uh, Tyrone. Real quick, uh, it, like, what do you got better? Anything better to do than just look at, pretend to look at your phone? Uh, I, I guess when when are you doing this? Is am I already walking out? You you, you said that. So I wanted I, to say that, but am I already walking out? Is what I'm saying when you when you try to tell me that. I I just uh, throw a, a middle finger behind my back, like <laughs> up behind, me, as yeah, I keep very anti-establishment of you. Um, and speaking of things that I'm going to want to do, I'm going to want to hit up my friend on the force. Okay, nice. I like it. Uh, so why don't we do, uh, who's doing research in the rookery first? Uh, it sounds like, I, I will so, so, um, can you tell us what your move is and then what you are doing as part so, of So cast the bones once per mystery, you may perform some kind of divination. Did I say that correctly? Divination. Yeah. Divination. Uh, tarot, casting the runes, reading entrails, or something like that, to glean to information about the future. You may seek guidance by divination. Roll sharp on a plus 10, hold 2 on a 7 to 9, hold 1 on a miss. You get some information, but it's not what you want to hear. Spend these holds to ask any question from investigate a mystery. The keeper will answer truthfully with either a direct answer or how to find out more. Should we take a second to explain the uh, the system, how the system works? Yeah, so I mean, I think uh, for those who are unfamiliar with Monster of the Week, uh, or who are more familiar with other RPG systems, this is not a D20-based system. It is a 2D6-based system. And basically, if you get a 10 through a 12, it's an auto-success. If you get a 7, 8, or 9... It is a mixed success, and if you get less than, uh, if you get six or less, it is an automatic failure. So it's not that there are 
you know, scales like there are in D&D or a, or a DC requirement that you have to hit on your role. It's if you fall into those categories, then you either fully succeed, you succeed with some consequence, or you totally fail. And so what Salem is about to do is roll Investigate a Mystery, which is one of the, or sorry, roll Sharp, which is one of the skills uh, or stats that each hunter has. Each hunter has Charm, Cool, Sharp, Tough, and Weird. Uh, as their base stats, and each of these correspond to certain things like manipulate someone, or act under pressure, or investigate a mystery, or kick some ass. Heck yeah. Salem is rolling plus sharp, so she rolls 2d6 and then adds her sharp modifier. Alright, I'm rolling. I rolled a 6. And then add your sharp modifier to it. I rolled a (laughs) 6. So there's no sharp modifier. So a uh, six or below is a failure. How do you cast the bones? Are you rolling die? Are you? Do you have tarot cards? What's your? I, I, I like the tarot cards because those you know kind of lead. It's very you know future forward, um, and random so to speak. So I'm so just you, laying a, laying them down. You lay out the the tarot cards before. I give it a good shuffle though. And that's the problem, I think, when you when you lay them out is typically, you know, it's, it's you have a sense for this thing. You're, you're you've dabbled in the occult for some time and you think when you mix it up, you mix it up all wrong and, and you lay it out and you're getting all kinds of information uh, on one card. You get the sense of doom on another card. You get the sense that uh, everything's going to be. Uh, fine, you get uh, the... That's kind of like doom, but everything's okay? Yeah, and you can take that for what it means, but you get the sense that you did it wrong. Not that this is some enigma or some riddle to uh, unpack, but that you've done it wrong. Uh, In other words, that you failed your attempt to read the future. And because you're doing it here, typically on a failure, there is some consequence. But I think you're not in the midst of investigating the mystery. There aren't any threats around. So right now, your your consequence, I think, is that you're still in the dark. Enfield, Amity, are you doing anything in the rookery before we go to Roan and her friend on the force um so i do have an ability called occult confidential and it's the first time i observe a monster minion or phenomenon in action i may ask a question from the investigate a mystery list i'm guessing the photo doesn't count and it's actually when i see it in person yeah yeah okay it's not enough from the picture for you to glean you know what this is you're not even sure if the picture is of something occult think at this point got it in that case i'll just uh observe salem's whatever she's doing i think you you watch for a minute and then you realize she's not getting anything out of it and it's like (sighs) (laughs) i'll start packing up my my gear i want to talk to enfield um hey so ghosts do you i mean do you have like books on them or 
How do you guys usually do this? Do you have like an encyclopedia? Do I go to G? Uh, I mean, they're pretty standard stuff for the agency. Um, this here, uh, I take out my heat scanner, um, detects heat signatures, or in our case, we'll be looking for the opposite, um, cold spots. Um, so ghosts are made out of ectoplasm and those actually work by drawing the heat out of the air and, you know, that feeling that you get when a ghost passes through you and you feel that chill, that's what you're feeling. So is the ectoplasm. Yeah. Is that, is any of that getting through to you? Um, okay. But like, how do you get rid of them? Maybe like more along like those lines, like the, like the, like the TLDR version of ghosts, maybe. So, I mean, obviously it depends on why the ghost is still inhabiting our world, but negative energy from a ghost is what, what, um, starts, I guess, attracting that ectoplasm or, um, the, you the know, ectoplasm again. Yeah, that's what ghosts are. You can't yeah, you can't talk about ghosts unless you talk about ectoplasm. I mean, I think that I think you've got it exactly right. Enfield is that there's this negative energy created by someone's passing that is almost like a magnet for this ectoplasm that draws it together and concentrates it, and it creates this force. Uh, sometimes malignant, depending on why the ghost is there. Sometimes just trapped because it hasn't accomplished something, uh, and I think Enfield, without having to roll an investigator mystery, you've done this long enough that you know that basic that those basic facts about ghosts. I wasn't sure if I was overstepping. I was just riffing. I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I as Roan was kind of like walking out, uh, I started to hear Enfield start to explain his, you know, like all the scientific stuff and. I, I know I get bored by that. So I kind of stop. I turn around and I whistle like, little bro. And then I like, I do the, the, the head thing where like, you want to come, like, come with, you know? Um, and I, uh, uh, th- thanks Enfield. Um, cool. I'm going to go off that, you know, I'm going to, hop on the web browser and I'm just gonna, you know, history check some stuff. Google but that's ghosts. very helpful. Yeah. Um, can you just let Roan know that we'll probably be taking the van tonight? Um, and that should make sure that it's ready. Okay. You want her to clean it first? The van? Yeah. Uh, if it, I guess if it's dirty, but... Oh, sure. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, and I, uh, take a big sip of coffee and, um, grab a sugar packet. Actually, I grab three sugar packets and I, uh, run after Rome. Man, this whole family butchers their coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I don't put the sugar packets in my coffee. It's hey, boring. I'm the one who didn't I drink. I pour the sugar directly in my mouth. <laughs> For the you record, Salem did not drink. Because it wasn't up to your standards. So there's yeah, there's because... just an extra coffee on it. Oh, Salem didn't even drink? Oh, um, wait, Salem, you didn't drink your coffee? I did not. I'm actually going to grab it um, 
and I uh, kind of go like this as I'm walking. Good enough, September? I whisper to myself as I run after Rome. You hear a, a laugh. I swear that boy eats for two. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, head over and catch up to Roan. Roan, you, you take the stairs and you're back in the, the dry cleaner area. What are you doing? Uh, I'll wait for uh, Amity up there, like right, like right at the very top of the stairs. Uh, look, dude, you can do whatever you want to do. If you want to come with, that's fine. But I was just throwing you a lifeline. And then I start to walk away and I like, I kind of like throw, throw a peace sign. Thanks. I'll like stop and be like, you are welcome to come with, you know. I mean, you seem busy. I mean, where are you going? To see an old friend. Oh, an old mutual friend, actually. You remember Aaron? Uh, yeah. Yo, you still talk to him? Um, uh, and like, I kind of like smirk. I'm like, when I need something. So pretty much everything before <laughs> the same. I my my smirk drops. <laughs> Look, dude, do you want to say hi to him or not? Um, do do I have a have a phone like a smartphone? Yeah, I, I think you all do. Um, you know what? I I could get out of here for a bit. Sure, I'll I'll go shotgun and I'll. Do some yeah. research. How do you spell ectoplasm? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say right now it's probably early afternoon. So you guys got a couple of hours. Roan, are you you going to see Aaron in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually going to text him to meet me at the, outside the station. Uh, you get uh, almost immediately a response with three <laughs> thumbs up and see you there. Two exclamation points. <laughs> uh, I turned to Amity and I'm like, wow, you got to help him find a girlfriend. I mean, what? You, you don't like him? <laughs> Seems like you, get, like you guys have a good back and forth. He's going forth. You go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do laugh as... Uh, as run. So I think you guys get to the police station pretty quickly. Ferndale is not a big town, uh, and neither is the police station. And you get there, and you see him, uh, Aaron, already outside. Uh, and the van pulls up, and he's you know kind of straightening his uniform. And then he sees you, and then he almost seems a little disappointed seeing Amity there, almost. But he hides it. And he waves. Well, if it isn't Ferndale's finest. Hey, Roan. Amity, long time. And he, he comes in for like that awkward hug. Side hug? Yeah. I, I, give, I, give him, I give him a side hug. Yeah, he gives it back. And then he, he comes to you, uh, Amity, to give you a hug too. It's, I think, a little awkward I, still. I grab his shoulders. I'm kind of tall. I'm like, I grab his shoulder. I'm like, hey, man. Hey man, like <laughs> oh, uh, oh, okay, back. yeah, that we're doing that. Okay, hey, hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> oh, oh, out of character, I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh, this poor guy. Uh, Aaron, ah, uh, long time, right? Ah, uh, man, you you look great. Oh, you, oh, look, you look great. You look great. You look great too. Uh, I mean, Amity and you too, Amity. Uh, you look great. <laughs> uh, we all look great. You guys look great. We look great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just so interested in like what you've been up to, how's work, any new cases, you know, just, you know, things have been kind of quiet actually, but, uh, they got us all, all looking into this, you know, I'm sure you heard what happened at the hotel. Uh, we're kind of, uh, no, no, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, you guys got to read the paper. This is crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Three deaths, three weeks, uh, you know. They're saying it's natural causes, but Chief wants to make sure. Just a little weird. People are starting to poke around. Oh my god, three deaths. And I like cover my mouth with one hand and like put my arm on his on his arm with the other. Or put my hand on his arm with the other. Oh my god. It like you can feel it trembling a little bit <laughs> <laughs> as you put as you put your hand on his. Oh, Amity, it I can't believe we haven't heard of that. That this is crazy. I mean what do we know so far? Or, I'm sorry, what do you know so far? Uh, well, we've got the, the names uh, of the victims and, and just, I guess, their backgrounds. Uh, and, you know, just uh, who's there, who, who works in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. not much else. And cause of death, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know, I could, uh, I'm not supposed to, though. What? Come on. Uh, I mean, I could show you. I could get wait, are you wait? Are you serious? Could you do that? <sighs> All right, look, wait here. I'll, I'll yeah. be right back. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We'll be super. Act super casual. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> oh Amity, God, get you her hear room. you hear the voice again. Uh, wow, she's good. He's <laughs> easy. I whisper back. What do you say? He's easy. Ron, you hear him say this. I mean, yeah, bro, but don't say it or at least wait till he's fully gone. Please. <laughs> he runs back out pretty quickly and he's got <laughs> his his uh, case file with him. And he slows down as he comes out to try and, you know, look less uh, harried and try and try and look cool. And he comes up to you and he says, all right, well, th- this is all we got. It- it's not much, uh, but here. And then he opens it and he shows you. Uh, there are three pictures of bodies. Uh, the first is an older man. The second is a younger, more handsome uh, looking man. And the third is an older woman. And on the bottom of each picture... There is a name. So the first victim is Kenneth Nestor. The second is Sal Soledad. And the third is Doris Crotchet. Thank you for getting some uh, POC in these murder victims. Some POC representation. (laughs) Got to keep the diversity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And there's also a little blurb about each of them. So you get, you know, who they are, how old they are. Kenneth Nestor is an appraiser for a bank. Uh, he was about 59. Uh, Sal is 
an entrepreneur from Los Angeles. He was 34. And Doris Crotchet was in her early 70s. And she was unemployed. Retired, I guess. Wow, these pictures are... Wow, this is crazy. I mean, did I... Did I tell you my new job, by the way? I don't know if I actually had a chance to tell you. I've just been no, so what busy with it. To? I am a reporter at the Humboldt Independent. He, and he looks a little taken aback. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, I mean, but we're, we're like off the record, right? We're cool. This, like is, we're... <laughs> this is so off the record. Even if it was, I would never put you in that position. Like, oh my God, can you? And like, I put my my hand on his shoulder. I'm like, I would never do that to you. I would never. But I I do have a small favor to ask. And like, I kind of bite my lip a little bit. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. what's the the favor? uh, This sounds like a really good story to me. Like, would it be possible if, and I kind of like close the folder and I pull it in slowly and I'm like, can I just, oh, can I just borrow it for like a day? Can you roll manipulate someone for me? Uh, can I also actually ask you what will convince this person to do what I want? That is part of my grifter ability. Okay. Uh, is there a description of, of the kind of thing that? Uh, the keeper must answer honestly, but not necessarily completely. I think the flirting is getting you somewhere, but maybe... I, I, saying oh, you're gonna get yeah. coffee or something? oh i i got it yeah look look i take this with me now and i bring it back with you or to you with a couple of coffees and then we can kind of you know go on a walk maybe talk a little more what do you think you see him blush bright red and he goes all right, you got to bring it right back though. Maybe right tomorrow. Back. Tomorrow morning. What time is? What time do you start tomorrow? Uh, I'm I'm on the afternoon tomorrow. Actually, uh, I'm 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 here late tonight. So why don't we, you know, say one o'clock? One o'clock. I can't wait. And then I put my hand on his arm again, and I kind of let it linger, squeeze it a little bit, and I'm like, "Thank you so much." You're one Ooh, o'clock, and I let a, out like it's a, a, a it's a, d- it's, a d- uh, it's a walk. It's a walk. It, Yep, it's definitely a time and a place. And I turn, I'm like, thanks, like behind my, like you know, like behind me, and uh, and he I'm does like, like a like a almost like a salute, and then like a wave, and like he can't decide what he's doing, and then he's like, oh, uh, okay, uh, all right, okay, and then he walks. What a wholesome guy! What a guy! I feel terrible. <laughs> I, hey, hey oh. you're taking advantage of this poor oh guy. Oh, this poor I was gonna man. Say, as the oldest sibling, what exactly is your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Amity is la- like holding in his laughter through this, by the way. This whole thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I'll, you know what, I'll like walk over to the to the van. Oh, sorry. What, Andy? You know, said, you know what part is that? Thanks. Like looking back. Yeah. Like that, that kind of sold it. Yeah, and the biting look like, hey, you know, I like borrow it. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll like get in the van, close the door. I hop in also. I toss him the folder, turn the van on. I'm like, it's too easy. You know, I just, I need a challenge sometimes and I'll, I'll put it into reverse and 
peel out. Well, I hope we make it through the night. Can't be late to your one o'clock, right? <laughs> um, I'm starting to think I'm going to come down with a <coughs> cold. I chuckle. You know, Enfield is saying the van's looking a little dirty. <laughs> I look around the van, which is a complete dump. I'm like, it's perfectly fine. I don't understand. <laughs> There's like Amity. fast food containers everywhere, like just yeah, a total total crap hole. And donuts and you, that you, you hear you hear uh, September say to you, and I can't even smell, and I know this thing. It's got an odor. It's got an odor to it. <laughs> September, huh? Do you, Wake do me you up when it? September ends. September, I barely know her. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Salem and Enfield, what have you two been up to while the younger two are out gallivanting? Well, I was, you know, trying to read the future, but failed. I spent a lot of my time in in our research library area trying to prepare. There's a bunch of suitcases waiting out on the side of the 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 building the what do we have uh dish dish cleaners no (laughs) dry cleaners we washed Uh, we washed it it's the most inefficient like service (laughs) possible you have to carry your dishes to us (laughs) um yeah just off to the side where the where the van usually is there's just a bunch of suitcases and uh just been prepping like everything for our like overnight journey and stuff. Nice. I I guess I I I will do that, but I'm I'm gonna pack light. I'm just gonna bring my gun, my amulet, a uh, battery pack, and a change of clothes or two. I was gonna say you're gonna pack light, and then half those suitcases are actually like your stuff. <laughs> And, and I'll say Ow. this, Salem, I, I forgot to tell you, when you failed that roll, uh, you get to mark an experience. And for those listening, when someone fails a roll that's a six or, or lower, they get to uh, mark experience, and when they hit a certain number of experience points, they level up. All right, I think evening comes, and the twins have returned with their uh, case file from the Ferndale Police Department probably should not be in possession of that (laughs) and your two older siblings are waiting uh, outside you guys been waiting long uh for them to show up yeah i'd say i I mean i assumed they were getting the car washed and stuff so i was like uh it'll take a couple hours but you know that's okay I'll say it, it's probably getting a little dark already when they they pull up. Uh, oh, but come, again, halt. Yeah, in front. Ferndale is not that big, so from here to the Victorian Inn Hotel is probably a ten minute drive. Oh. Um. All right. So, are are we? Sorry, are we like still outside? Are we? Are we not like going to the hotel just yet? Yeah, I think you're you're in the the. In, in the, okay, the yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll get out and like things like slosh out, come out of the door, like making it very clear we did not clean this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I thought I thought you were getting the car cleaned. Why why is everyone so hung up on this car being it's clean? What is everyone talking about? I told Amity before we parted ways. Amity, didn't I tell you? I'm pulling like a napkin off my shoe and it is really <laughs> stuck. Hey uh Hanfield? Yeah. Let the kids do what they I mean, they they're just kids, man. Let them be kids. Yeah, just kids. And I toss them the manila envelope. Where am I going to put all these suitcases? I'm not going to put it on top of this burger bag. Wait, did you hear that? I tossed you the manila envelope already. Oh, because um. I, I, I was <laughs> just kids. And like, I'm like giving you. Giving he you says the while holding the manila Sir. envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was tossed at me. Um, I open it up and I'm like, where, where did you get this? Uh, I reach in, start pulling out some cigs, and I'm going to start lighting up. I'm like, look, I have my ways. Do you really want to know what I do, Dad? Or do you want me to just get it done? Dad? I'm saying it like, like, back off. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I kind of, I still was like, you, you know, a little taken aback by that. You smoking your uh, cigarettes right here? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just smoking um, outside. I don't need to, I don't need a pack. I'm, I'm, I'm good with what I got on me. You know those will kill you. A second. <laughs> it's better than what I was doing before. I make a face. Amity, you see the uh, outline of a young woman standing next to Roan. Almost like she's taking in the smell of the cigarettes. And then you hear that voice again. Ah, I think that's what I miss the most. A good cigarette. Uh, I'm like rubbing my head and kind of like uncomfortable. Uh, I, I see Amity doing that and I'm like, all right, I'll put it out. Jesus. And I'll, I'll like <laughs> throw on ground and stomp on it. Uh, after examining the file for a minute, I'll say, this is an actual police file. I actually do want to know how you got this. Uh, I'll refer to my previous answer, Enfield. Um, do we learn anything from this file? Uh, I, actually, know, I know we got the names and stuff, but. Sorry, can I retcon? I actually kind of do want to tell you what, like, I'll, I'll just like kind of briefly tell you, like, just like, let's just say there's a new police officer on the force who has a crush on me and his name is Aaron. Okay. I guess that's everything. Okay. <laughs> Good work. Enfield, you look, you look back at the file and there's not much more about what, you know, who these people were you get their cause of death it looks like oh two of them died from heart failure and the other one it's just listed as natural causes uh and they were all found in their rooms uh, with the door locked from the inside a locked oh. door mystery eh my favorite <laughs> uh I'll, I'll also say by the way uh we already read the everything that was in the reports I think I can solve the mystery for you. And I'll cut my hands over my mouth. They were old. She, she was in her 70s and he was 59. Sure, there was a 30-something-year-old that died, but 
that's life, man. That happens. I, I'm not sure there's much here. Uh, I'm going to say something like, you know, on during my adventures, I've come to know that the world works in mysterious ways. Everything's connected somehow. And if you have a professional camera crew, you can capture it all for a national audience. I know. And it pays the bills, sweetie. <laughs> and uh, I, I think, Enfield, you realize at that point the sun is dipping a little low. Uh, it's The sun's, I think, just at the horizon, but it's now starting to get fully dark. Uh, and Gramps comes up and he, he opens the door and he's like, what are you guys still doing here? Come on, hit the road. <laughs> Sorry, Gramps, we'll get on it. Come on, everyone, help me get the stuff in. Um, I'll head over to Gramps and just be like, and make sure you keep uh, the computer on and the messenger up. That way we can get in contact with you. Yeah, I'll do my best. You gotta, you still got to teach me how to use that. And Phil, you taught him how to use it. <laughs> 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 It's open. The messenger is open on the screen. If we send you a message, you'll see it and you just reply back. All right. Okay. (laughs) I'll do my best. No promises. Hey y'all, this is Rahul. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we wanted to thank you for tuning in to Roll Reroll. Roll Reroll is recorded remotely. We're staying safe, and we hope you are too. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and if you like the podcast, we'd appreciate it if you commented or you rated and reviewed us. You can follow us on social media. We're on both Instagram and Twitter at Roll Reroll. Roll Reroll theme music by our good friend Ilnez. You can follow him on Twitter at IlnezYT. Episode beats by Miklo. You can find him on SoundCloud. And Rook Agency theme music by Fezlian Studios. And if you like listening to the podcast and you want to help keep us going, consider buying us a coffee on coffee.com slash roll reroll. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash roll reroll. We'll catch you guys next time.